Welcome again to Secrets of Meaning, the podcast and TV arm of Jewish Sacred Aging. I am your host, Rabbi Richard Address. Thank you for joining us today and what we hope and now we know will be a, a very, very interesting conversation. If you'd like to uh, touch base with us, give us some ideas or suggestions or comment on these shows, please feel free to email me, Rabbi Address at JewishSacredAging.com. Uh, and um, it is no secret that we're living in some very, very strange and interesting times within the American Jewish community and uh, the rise in anti-Semitism, the turmoil in college campuses, uh, the questioning of, of really uh, what's, what's going on and what the next generation is going to be taking into their adulthood. So we are very, very pleased to welcome to the show today uh, a glimpse into that future and a glimpse into the present. So please join me in welcoming Ari Rosenblatt, a sophomore at the University of Wisconsin, someplace in Madison, if I'm not mistaken. They have a big yep. lake and it's very cold, um, <laughs> usually. Uh, Ari is a um, sophomore, as I said, an activist on her community, a very involved young Jewish woman in Jewish events and affairs. And um, she graciously agreed to come on and talk to us about what her experiences have been, especially post-October the 7th, uh, her travels and her involvement in the Jewish community and why. So first of all, uh, Ari, welcome. Uh, it's thank nice you so much for having me. No, no yeah, our thank pleasure. You. <laughs> How, how's, how's life in Madison, Wisconsin today? It's been good. Getting done with classes, getting finals ready for the nice needed break in the holidays. So getting well, ready. Well, thank you again. So let me, let's, let's set the stage here. Uh, you're a mm -hmm. sophomore at, at Wisconsin um, from Northern California. Talk to me about yeah. your Jewish journey. You're an activist. Um, what led you to this? What, what, what were the motivating factors, the people who influenced you, your mentors that, you know, allowed you to do this? Yeah. Well, I would start by saying I was always involved in my Jewish community growing up, being involved in synagogue and temple. And then I got involved in Nifty in high school and was my regional president and then went on to just continually being involved in my Jewish community, even through COVID and the whole crazy online world that we lived in. Um, and then it was time for me to start to apply for co to college and decide where I wanted to go. And to me, one of my biggest factors was my Jewish community and where I wanted to go to school to have a big Jewish community was important to me because I was so involved in high school and that's where I felt my community was. That's where I felt I would thrive the most when I would get to school. Um, so I used a lot of the Jewish community as my guidepost when it came to deciding where to apply to college. Um, and that's ultimately what led me to the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Um, and I have been here, as you said, in my second year. And it's been definitely really interesting since the seventh to see how things have been unfolding as a student um, and also as a Jewish student and involved students specifically um, at our halal that we have on campus. What's the what's the mood since October seventh on the campus? Because Madison is the main the main campus for the University of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So what you know we we keep hearing these reports about um, faculty issues, student issues, the rise in anti semitism, uh, students. Um, I live outside of Philadelphia. The University of Pennsylvania is just exploded. 
give us the MS on, for what's happening at, at, at Wisconsin. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of instances that have happened. Um, we, since the 7th, there has been a definite rise in anti-Semitism occurring on campus. Even yesterday, there were rallies happening. We have a Jewish chancellor and they were storming her office building and down the street. We have the state capitol building on the other end of our campus, um, or off campus, as I should say. So there is a very politically active college campus, um, which is very interesting to observe, um, especially in this specific environment. Um, there's been, yesterday was very interesting. There was a professor that canceled classes so students can attend a, a, a Palestinian rally. Um, there's just been a lot of, there has been instances that have occurred, um, but I would say there's never been as much community and closeness of Jewish students on campus as there has been right now. Um, and I would say that has been an interesting caveat to all this other issues that have been going on. Do you feel safe? I do. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there were neo-Nazis walking around campus with swastika flags, and luckily I was not on campus. I was already home. I think I would have felt much more unsafe if I was on campus that day, just sitting outside Starbucks seeing that happen. Um, but I would say I feel pretty safe, especially since I feel as though I have a very good community around me and a group of friends and staff members, Jewish staff members at my Hillel that I feel very supported from, um, which I feel has been very valuable. So talk to me about that. You mentioned the closeness of the, the Jewish community uh, on, on campus. So you're active in Hillel? Yes, I am. I'm a development and fundraising intern at Hillel. Also do a lot of alumni relations stuff. Um, and I'm an active involved member on the program board. So talk to me about what, how is Hillel as an institution post October 7th, how have they tried to organize, galvanize the Jewish students and be a safe place? They're actually, it started with a student, a couple of students coming together saying we need a, they called it, it was originally Badgers Against Hate and then it's kind of shifted into a different terminology, I forget, a little more Jewish centered. Um, and on the 8th, we already had a visual, and we had over 500 Jewish students in the light on our main area on campus, and that wasn't even Hillel-sponsored event. Like, this was students coming together, buying candles, buying flags, saying, we need to come together, we need to do something. So a lot of this has really been student-led with adult support, um, which has been really, really amazing. Um, and we also have um, a Chabad on campus as well, and we've been there's a lot of Halal and Chabad combined um, efforts and activities in what's been going on. Um, but I would say a lot of it really is student-led and student-focused with the adult staff there to support and be there for us when we need. Have you had any instances with professors? Um, you know, the free speech issue has, you know, come up a lot in those last couple of months about what free speech is and what once you cross the border. I've not necessarily had that many issues. I mean, I walk home past protests all the time and I just have to turn my head and just keep going. Um, and it's not fun. I mean, it's not enjoyable to hear people screaming about very anti-Semitic things when you're on your way home from class. Um, but even, um, I'm a sociology student and there's, um, 
Instagram accounts for the sociology department. And even over the weekend, um, there were some posts made and that made me feel very, very uncomfortable that were very not an appropriate thing for the department of sociology to be posting. Um, so I actually reached out to the director at Hillel and said, what would be the best course of action? We filled out a bias report, talked to the dean of students. They've dealt with it. It's been taken down. Emails have been sent out. So I've not, I have felt safe. There's instances where I feel uncomfortable or unwelcomed, but I wouldn't say like my safety is in jeopardy. What? what oh, I got to ask this as, as, a, as a parent and a grandparent. What's the response of your parents and your family to this? Are they, are they saying, come home right away or we love you I and think, support? <laughs> I think there's a lot of, I think it's both. I think when there was the specific neo-Nazis walking down campus, that was a very charged day of being like, I'm really glad that you're already home right now um, and not there. Um, but I think a lot of it is too, is just standing up for what I believe in and I'm being proud of me that. I'm filling out bias reports and standing up for what I believe in and saying that, like, I'm going to go stand at a visual outside, even though there, it could be turned into an issue. Like, this is what's important to me. This is what I feel is important in the time that we're in and standing up for what it is to be Jewish. And I think that's been such turmoil lately, which is really, really challenging. There's a lot of our gen, my generation, uh, who is going to look at this and hear you and say, well, this, this, this young woman has a lot of guts to stand up to, you know, I'm, no, no, because it's a lot easier to just withdraw and say, you know, stick your head in the ground and say, hope, well, hopefully in a couple of months, this will all blow over. Uh, I doubt that's going to happen, but which is why I wanted to ask you what, what was the motivating factor? This is in your neshama. Uh, like you said, I have to stand up for what I believe in and I'm proud to be Jewish. Where do you think that came from? Did it come from your parents? I know part of it came from your grandmother. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I mean, being Jewish and tradition in my family is so important. I think it was just, it was no question that I would go to camp as a kid and that I would have my bat mitzvah and that I would just be involved. I mean, that was just always just what it was. Um, and that's where I found my community as a kid. I did not have a good high school experience at all. All of my friends were my Jewish friends. Um, and I think back to the question um, before about like standing up for yourself, I was really grappling yesterday with when is it my problem to solve and when is it a problem that I can't solve? And is talking to the dean of students about this stupid Instagram post that they shared Am I solving a problem that's out of my control to solve of the media, First Amendment rights, anti-Semitism, or is it more of, here's how it impacted me and my experience and how it makes me feel unwelcome. And I think that was a really interesting shift that I was grappling with yesterday of feeling as though, like, am I trying to solve a problem that's too big for just me to try to solve? I'm a big institution, a public university that did something that wasn't the right thing to do, that they acknowledged was the wrong thing. How is this, do you see this moment in history which you're living in and, and, and part of it? Do you see this as um, a real valuable learning experience? Are you gonna be able to take some of this and for the rest of your life saying, you know, I, I, I remember this when I was in college and this is how I handled it or didn't handle it. And, 
I mean, talk to me about this because you're probably learning more in doing this. And I hate to say this sometimes in class. No, for sure. And I definitely think since the seventh, it's been so much of a learning experience of like self-learning about like who I am and what I believe in, but also like in the community and in the world and where I stand and who I surround myself with. I think that's been the most interesting thing is, is who do I choose to spend my time with? This has been a very dividing um, situation for a lot of people. And I think that's been a really um, interesting thing, especially on college campus. Like you're saying, like so much of college is a social life on top of school and it's meant to make friends and you're meant to go and interact with people that you never would have before. I think that's been really, really interesting um, with this going on because it feels very polarizing. Um, and I just think, I think everyone's dealing with it in different ways. I think the closer to October 7th we were, there was a lot more grief, a lot more sadness, a lot more confusion. I think now there's a lot more activism because I feel like people like were a little more taken back from the emotional part of it and more of the, okay, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to stand up for ourselves? How are we going to present ourselves to the community and present ourselves to our friends or even the world of that matter? I think college campuses have been such a crazy topic with all the testimonies and all the issues going on um, in Congress and things like that. And I think it's just, it's been really interesting to be in college, knowing that one day I'm going to look back and be like, I was a student at that time in which that was happening and how I went about going and solving that for myself. Um, I think one of the things too is I was supposed to go to um, the rally in Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks ago. And that was supposed to be a big moment for us on campus. Unfortunately, flight issues and that we never ended up making it there, which made it kind of challenging. But we ended up sitting in Halal all day and there was a big group of us watching it. And it was the most community, even though there was like 10 of us just sitting watching it on a little TV, but feeling as though like this is a moment in time I'm going to remember forever. Have you lost any relationships because of this? Um, there's definitely people that like, I think I'll, I'll take it back. Being in the age of social media in this has been really, really interesting. I see everyone's posting everything. You're just reposting things to your Instagram story. You're posting something about it on Facebook or whatever. And I think, I don't know if I've necessarily lost relationships, but I've gained a lot more clarity about people um, based on what they've been posting. Um, it makes me a little bit more reserved and wanting to have continue relationships with them. But I wouldn't say like I've a hundred percent like cut people out or terminated relationships because of this. Have you, in the context of your work with uh, the Hillel and the group and your friends that you're 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 hanging out with, and it's now been a several months. And again, this full disclosure, we're 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 recording this in the middle of December, and it's posting a couple of weeks later probably the realities are not going to change that much. Has there been a shift um, with all the news reports of the, the, you know, the bombings and, and the, um, the horror that's being established in Gaza? And there's been shifts in the Jewish community now calling for enough is enough, cease fire. There's too many innocent people getting killed. Has this become part of the dialogue uh, on campus? 
I would say yes and no. I would say there's definitely people who believe that that should be the right course of action. Um, and there's some who believe they're a hundred percent. We should continue what we're doing. Um, and that's the reality too. I think what I've noticed is that people tend to segregate more towards the people that are like-minded right. and holding, um, which always happens. Um, but it's created different opportunities. I think for people, I would say on my campus, I have seen less for a ceasefire um, than I have seen on other campuses or other people that I've heard. Um, I would say there's a lot more of a pro-Israel stance for the Jewish students that I've seen. Um, however, I'm sure there's a lot of people that still have a lot of those thoughts and mentalities. Um, I have not seen it as much firsthand. Um, I also would say, too, I have a lot of Israeli friends. There's a lot of Israelis on our campus who have been struggling. And one of my closest friends is Israeli. She lived there until she was 12. Her boyfriend just got drafted in the IDF last week. Um, like, this is a big reality for a lot of people. Um, so also being there for, as, as like, Israelis, Americans, as also as, like, just an Amer a Jewish American has been mm -hmm. a very interesting paradigm that I've seen. What, talk to me a little bit about that, because the, the Israeli contingent in the United States, I know from friends of mine who are walking, they're very conflicted. Um, you know, and I have some colleagues who are Israelis who literally want to, oh, their soul is their children are on, in Gaza and they have a congregation to take care. They just can't pick up and go. Mm -hmm. What's What's been the involvement on the support network through Hillel and stuff for the Israeli students or the families of Israeli students? There's been a lot of involvement. I Like I said, the, the Badgers Against Hate that turned into another name that I'm forgetting at the moment. Um, there has been a lot of Israeli involvement. Um, during the vigil, most of the people who spoke were Israeli students. There's one Israeli student here who was in the IDF and then now is in school here. Um, and I just remember the look on his face the day after on the 8th when um, he was speaking and, he, and his face just like looked like it was just like a shell of a human. And then someone else said something that said, I feel privileged, but I feel guilty. Like I'm privileged that I'm in America and I'm safe. But I feel guilty because all of my friends and all of my family are there. And I think that's really stuck with me. Um, seeing his face and then another one making that comment and then being one of my friends um, who moved to the United States when she was 12. So she's been an American citizen for a while now. Um, but it's been interesting. It's definitely been interesting. I think they've been struggling in a lot of ways, like many of us have in ways I probably can't even imagine too. Um, but the opportunities given to us by Hillel and by Chabad has been so amazing and they really have been there for students in so many amazing ways which i think is just so so valuable because i know there's probably so many college campuses that don't have that same luxury um so i feel very i mean we've seen that on the news too like a lot of higher-ups and universities have outwardly spoken against this so it's been i feel it's hard to say that i feel lucky because i feel like there's so much craziness that it's hard to say i feel lucky but i feel lucky in the sense that I feel supported on my college campus. Has there been any attempt now that this craziness is a couple of months in, 
Has there been any attempt that you're aware of on campus to get out of this shouting and screaming and name calling and sit down with like-minded people who may not agree with you and try to have a rational adult conversation about differences? Or is it just, is it too raw yet? I think it's too raw. I think there's still so much immediately happening that I think people are still so in it to be able to take a step back to have that conversation. I'm sure it will happen at some point. Um, there is like an interfaith um, organization, not organization, like a board of directors that I know, like the rabbis at Hillel are on and other people. So there are adults having the conversations. I think from a student perspective, there hasn't been that yet. Um, I mean, even yesterday, like I said, like there was a, the protesting that was occurring on our campus and that's been just normal occurrences that we've seen. I um, was in the Hillel building one day and there was protesters outside and like we left, we had to leave out the emergency exit because they didn't want us to walk out the front door. Like reality is that I don't think we're at the point yet to sit and have a conversation. I also think what I've noticed a lot is too is people are really unaware of what they're actually saying or protesting for. Um, I think with the there's a big miscommunication and misunderstanding of what the reality of the situation is. And I totally understand that there's so many people suffering and so many people that are struggling in a lot of ways and innocent people are dying and that should never, ever happen. Um, and a lot of the things that have been said or screamed or protests is it's challenging. It's hard. It's you, you shouldn't have to walk home from class hearing about the fact that we're committing genocide or that I should die or that just by walking home from class. Um, but it's become a new reality for so many people. And I think it's interesting. I just don't know if it's time yet for a conversation to happen. What do you want to do with all this, Ari? I mean, do you have, I know this is, it's, it's probably a, a, a mommy daddy question, mm -hmm. which so I forgive me, but I mean, this is a, this is a transformational moment in your life. This is real life. This is real stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not academic. It's, you know, there's no final exam on this. <laughs> um, um, has this changed your perspective of what you may want to do when you get out of school? I don't know if it's necessarily changed my perspective of what I want to do outside of school, but I think it's strengthened my values of who I am oh. in a way that I feel more confident in who I am when I leave school. I think, I don't know if it's going to change the trajectory of like my career or my life, but I think I'm much more empowered in who I am as a Jewish adult in the world. And I think I'm much, my values have only strengthened. I think that's my biggest thing. Um, I mean, even with the sociology thing, like I'm a sociology student and I'm reaching out to the department chair being like, it's not about me telling you, you know what you did was wrong, but let me explain to you why this made me feel unwelcomed or why this makes me uncomfortable. And I think being able to speak up for myself in a way that I didn't think I was going to have ever have to or ever feel the need to. Um, I think those are going to be the biggest things I'm going to take out of it. Let me ask you one is before you have to end this. There, there may be a, um, a family with a kid who's a sophomore, I mean, a, like a, a junior or senior in high school, somewhere in wherever. 
and they're Jewish and they're trying to figure out, you know, do I really, where do I go? I want to go to, but where do I go now with all this turmoil? Mm-hmm. What, if it, what advice would you give that high school senior who may be, you know, saying, okay, my SATs are done if they even need SATs anymore. Uh, <laughs> you don't, I didn't take them. Really? Oh my God. That's another story. Um, <laughs> what advice would you give this high school, Jewish high school senior who's contemplating college and where and given all the turmoil that's going on? What, what advice from your perspective now would you give them? I would probably tell them to do exactly what I did, which was look at what Jewish organizations are doing on college campuses. That's what I did. I looked at Halal's website. I went to college fairs and I Halal was offering college online college fairs during COVID and I went and I spoke to Jewish students and that's how I found out about colleges because that's where your community is going to lie at the end of the day, especially if this is what's occurring right now. And I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. And I think also to, there's always going to be negativity. There's always going to be hardships. There's always going to be something that's happening. And I think college is a time in life where you're growing the most and you're learning the most and you're figuring out who you want to be in the world. And I think even grappling with where you should apply because of things like that is a very college question to grapple with. Um, so I think I would tell them like, it's a very normal feeling to feel the way that they would. Um, and that to seek out the community that you feel as though you would feel involved and supported once you get to college. Um, Cause that's, what's going to support you the most. When I was applying to schools, I, like I said, I looked at Hillel's, I visited the Wisconsin Hillel here twice before I committed. And I already created relationships with the rabbi before. And even now, like she and I are best friends and like, because of those relationships I made before I even applied to college. And now with all this hardship going on, I feel even more supported because those relationships were already established. Um, so those would be my biggest advice. Um, probably. And just, I think just always being in the moment and taking it day by day and being really clear in who you are, what your values are. And I think that's what college is teaching us at the end of the day. And I think this for me is really, like I said, has propelled me even more into who I am as a person. Well, thank you. Ari Rosenblatt from the University of Wisconsin. Um, You are a blessing. So thank you very much. Continued good luck and just stay safe. And um, I wish you nothing but health and joy and peace and say hello to your family and uh, travel safe and good luck. And uh, well, I have a funny feeling the Jewish community will probably be hearing more from you uh, (laughs) in the next uh, many, many decades. Um, Ari, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Our pleasure. To all of you, thank you very, very much for joining us on this edition of Seekers of Meeting, the podcast TV arm of Jewish Sacred Aging. And if you'd like to make a donation to help support us in this work, go to the website, jewishsacredaging.com and click on the donate button. If you're involved in an organization would like to help sponsor some of these podcasts, again, just email me at Jewish, rabbi address at jewishsacredaging.com. Seekers of Meaning is produced at the Broadcast Center of Lubetkin Media Companies in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And a big thank you to our producer, Steve Lubetkin. To all of you, thank you very, very much for giving us your time and joining us on today's edition of the Seekers of Meaning podcast and TV. In the meantime, till we see each other again, you take care of yourself, be kind to one another, 
Stay safe. Shalom.